Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Father, we come before you this morning with a sacrifice of praise. Lord, everything that we have, our very life, our very breath at this moment is a gift from you. Lord, we give you all glory, all honor, all praise. I pray that, Lord, in every moment of every day of our life, Lord, we would use the gifts that you have given us to bring honor and glory to you and you alone. Father, let us be a witness everywhere, every place that we go, that we might be a reflection of your Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. We are so glad that you are with us this morning for worship. If you're a guest, welcome. Uh, If if you didn't get one of our gift bags on the way in, I hope you pick one of those up on your way out. It's just our way of uh, sharing a little bit more information about us with you. And we have uh, a small gift in there uh, as well. Uh, And we would just uh, love to connect with you more. That that will give you more information about uh, who we are. Well, uh, this morning, before we get into the Word, we're going to start a little bit different. Uh, One of the things that uh, this new technology is giving us is the opportunity to do things that we couldn't do before. And this has been something I've wanted to do for a long time, is to to show some things, uh, some opportunities that are available uh, to you and to the body. Uh, But but just with slides, it's a little difficult to do. Uh, Mike mentioned in the announcements about Church Center. Uh, we have an app called Church Center. Some of you, many of you may already have it on your phone, but I know there's a lot uh, that that still haven't got it yet. Uh, there's multiple ways you can get access to this app. It's just a way for uh, us to connect with you and for you to know everything that's going on at NCC. Uh, if you uh, want to, and you're, if you didn't get a bulletin, you could pick one up on your way now, out. But one of the things that you can do is there's a QR code in there. If you scan that QR code, it doesn't matter whether you have an iPhone or an Android app, it'll take you to download the Church Center app, um, and then you'll be able to connect with us through that. Uh, you can also do it on the website. Um, if, if you're on the front page and you let the banner scroll long enough and it hits this, you can actually click on this and it would take you there, or you can go to Connect and then Church Center app. Um, and it'll take you to this page. And if you were on the web page uh, with your phone, you could click on these, and it would take you to download the app. And then the instructions right here, you just create an account and then put New Covenant Church as your church, and then you'll be able to access Church Center. Um, and what that looks like is this. Oh, oh there it is. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll do it this way. I don't need that other screen anymore. There we go. Okay. That's Church Center. And on your phone, you would just see that little strip in the middle. It's, it's basically made for mobile devices. Um, this allows you to connect with us. If you click on that connect link, you can ask for prayer requests. You can um, request to be baptized. Uh, you can uh, re- want more information about becoming a member of the church. Uh, any, any way or anything that you would want to get in touch with us, you can just click on that, fill out a form, and we'll immediately get that information and be in contact with you. Um, there's also a link for if you're new, it will take you through things and give you more information about uh, NCC. You've got a life group tab. That's our small group ministries. Um, you can connect through our un- unique groups like um, our men's breakfast, women's 
breakfast and marriage group. You click on those. It'll tell you when they meet, where, all of that kind of stuff, our other small groups. Um, we've got men's groups, women's groups, Bible study groups. Um, so if you would like to connect further, that's this is the way you can get all that information. Uh, it's also all available on our website as well. But um, the one of the best things about this app is the calendar. So if you get that and keep occasionally looking at that, you'll always know everything that we're doing. So if you want to be part of what we're doing, um, this is the way, and, and then you'll you'll know. <laughs> and uh, if you want to participate, you'll be able to. Um, then you can also click on this link and get um, online access to, to, like, basically podcast our messages and things like that. Um, didn't do this in the first service, but somebody actually asked me in the foyer um, about how to connect and become a member of New Covenant if you were interested in that. And um, so I just wanted it's really quick show everybody because there may be other people with that same question. Um, one every about once a quarter we'll have an in-person connect class um, that you can attend. It's four classes that just tell tell you about who we are and and how to become part of NCC. Uh, and then um, we also have an online version. Um, and so if you go back to that connect link, there it is right there, membership. And these are those four classes. And so you can actually take, watch these four videos online. Uh, there's, uh, um, downloads that will tell you all about who we are and our mission and vision, all those kind of things. Um, there still is a personal aspect though. If you do that online, when you get to the end, you'll schedule, uh, an appointment, whether it's you, uh, if you're single or you're, you and your spouse, if you're together. Um, and we would schedule a meeting with myself or Pastor Daryl or one of our other, uh, staff and we would meet with you and answer any questions you have. Um, and then you could decide to, if you would like to officially join. Um, so if you haven't done that, but if you you would like to become part of NCC as a member, that's, that's how you do it. And the next, when we do get a new class scheduled, which should be fairly soon, we will make announcements about that and let you know. Um, now we'll get to the message. There we go. Okay. So a few weeks ago, I shared our updated vision and you may have been here uh, with us for that. We've had the same mission for a very long, or vision for a very long time, um, and we ba- we made some very small modifications to it. Um, and I shared that uh, when we talked about it then. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna read that in just a moment. Um, but at the same time that the elders updated our vision statement, we also updated our mission statement and our core values. Again, no drastic changes were made, but they will help us to communicate better and more succinctly uh, who we are and what we believe God has called us to as a body of Christ or part of the body of Christ. Um, We're going to take a quick look at the vision and mission statement, but the focus for this whole series is our core values. Uh, And that really is just who we are, what makes us up. and I think what you'll see when I share those with you, uh, and as we go through this series, it's not going to be a big surprise or a shock. It, you'll, you'll be like, yeah, that's, that's who we are. Uh, that, that's part of our DNA. And so uh, this, again, just will help us to uh, be clear on that so that everybody knows uh, what, what we stand on, what our non-negotiables are as far as what we believe and, and the the. Well, well, we'll get to the core values here in a second. I'm going to get, get ahead of myself. So our vision, 
is that in NCC, we invite all people in the communities where we live to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. So one of the key changes in, this, in, in our vision statement was before we said we invite all people um, to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. Well, uh, we don't know all people. You know, that's like the whole world. Um, and so we felt like we needed to get a little more specific. And again, if you were here a few weeks ago uh, when I mentioned this, one of the questions I asked was, who in the congregation? of that moment uh, wasn't living in the city of Lampasas. And I think it was about 40, maybe even close to 50% of the congregation raised their hands. And so we're already reaching other communities, and, and we believe that God is calling us to reach other communities. We're you know, close to Burnett and Lomita and um, Cove and Kipner and all the surrounding areas. And if you're just out in the country, um, even, even that is a neighborhood. You know, you've got neighbors and so we believe that God has called each and every one of us to reach the people that we are in relationship with in our community and help them to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. And so that, that's, again, the main reason we, we made that slight change. Um, and our mission is that we exist to love God and love people by knowing Jesus, who transforms our lives and sets us free, hearing the voice of God, which leads us to the way, the truth, and the life, which is obviously Jesus Christ, and responding with faith and courage that leads us to discover his purpose in our lives. Um, and what you can see is very clear in this as well as it ties to the know, hear, respond. Uh, basically, this is putting feet to that. This is how we walk that out. And again, if you've been with us very long, you'll know that we you, it's even up here on on these uh, backdrops, know, hear, respond. Um, and so that's part of who we are. Uh, but as I mentioned before, what we're really going to dig into this in this series is our uh, core values. And those are the word of God, worship, unity, discipleship, and integrity. And this morning's message, we're going to focus on the word of God. We value God's word as the standard for truth. The word made manifest in God's only begotten son, Jesus Christ. The written word in the Bible and God's voice spoken through the Holy Spirit. The word of God is shared through the body of Christ in preaching, teaching, evangelism, prophecy, and the office of the apostle. And you may say, well, I'm not any of those things. Yes, you are. God has gifted all of us. We are all called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you may not be called by God to be a full-time prophet or a full-time evangelist or a full-time pastor, but God has gifted you with some of those gifts, and you are called to reach the people in your sphere of influence, in your family, in your home, in your community. None of us are called to just be here, you know, and not be involved. We are part of a body, and every part has a purpose. There's many aspects to God's word, but this morning we're going to focus on three areas. God's written word, God's spoken word, and the standard of God's word. We're going to talk about God's written word, but it's also important that we understand that if we're going to know the word of God, we have to read it and study it for ourselves. I'm going to share uh, 
some ways to help with that as we go along in this morning's message to help you uh, be able to study the word in more depth and to understand it better on your own. One example uh, of this is memorizing scripture. Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The, the word for word in that passage, it means written word, but it also means spoken word. But the part of the written word that it's referring to is the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. This was written by David before we had all the rest of the books of the Bible. But so he was referring to, I'm storing the word that I hear you speak to me in my heart, but I'm also going to store your written word in my heart. Well, how do we do that? We read it and we memorize it. And that's what David was referring to. Well, how do I know that's what that word word means? I'm glad you asked. And I'm going to show you. So this is one of those tools that you can use on your own as you study the Word of God. This one is called the BlueLetterBible.org. Um, it's a free website available to everybody. Um, and all you do is in this little uh, right here, search the Bible section, you can type any book of the Bible, any specific scripture. Well, that scripture that I just referenced was Psalm 119, verse 11. Then you can pick um, from multiple versions of the Bible. Um, I usually use the English Standard Version. Um, that's just become my preference. Um, but there's lots and lots of good versions. Um, and then you click search. So it brings up that whole chapter. You could scroll up, see the rest of the verses. You could scroll down. But the one that it highlights is the one that I uh, put in, Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Also, if, when you read the Word, and I hope, I hope you do read the Word, if you don't read the Word, I would, I would highly encourage you to start. Um, and when you do, you can start out, before you even start reading, say, Holy Spirit, will you reveal your truth to me? Will you speak to me from your written Word? And how did it become written? God spoke it to men and then said, write it down. So God's written Word was first His spoken Word that was written for us. So you can ask Him, Speak to me as I'm reading your word. And if a word stands out to you um, because you feel like the Holy Spirit's highlighting it, dig in. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Uh, if, if you just don't understand it, you're like, I don't know what this is talking about. This doesn't make any sense to me. Dig in. And these, these tools will help you figure out what it's talking about. So if you click on this little tools to the right, the first thing it takes you to is this interlinear tab. And this breaks down every word or phrase uh, in that scripture by itself. And then this Strong's Concordance word is the original word that that was translated from. So this is your word, the word that he's hidden in his heart. You click on that. Outline of biblical usage right here. Utterance, speech, or word. What did I say? I said this was the spoken word. It could be the spoken word of God. What's right under it? The word of God, the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible, the written word of God. So this word is referring and can be referred to both the spoken word of God and the written word of God. Well, we don't know that unless we dig in. Um, another easy tool that's available in this uh, right at your fingertips here is you can click Bibles. And it'll take you to that passage in all the Bibles that it has here. I'm going to show you something a little bit later with a lot more versions of the Bible. So I personally don't use 
this tool for that because I think the other one's better. Um, but you can do that here too. There's also cross-references, commentaries, dictionaries, and all that will be expounding that one verse. So you can study as deep as you'd like to study, but just for the value of getting the larger definition, this Bible Gateway tool is huge and would, would let you get that better understanding on anything that you feel like when you're reading the Word of God that he highlights, you can dig in deeper. So let's jump back. Here we go. So let's take a look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All Scripture was breathed out by God, spoken out by God, and then his words were written down. And we have them in the form of the Bible now. The words written in this book are of immeasurable value. This is, this is literally the most valuable thing on the face of the earth. There is nothing of more value. There is nothing that holds the truth, the way, the life for all mankind. This is it. And that's why it's part of our core values. That's why it's part of our standard. And I promise that will never change. Because He will never change. And His Word will never change. And the truth will never change, no matter what anyone says. And we can stand on it. It's the only thing that we can stand on with confidence and never doubt that it will change. Because it is the truth and the standard. And it says that the words are profitable for us for all these ways and to equip us for every good work. It's how we know how to live in Matthew twenty four thirty five, Jesus also said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus was saying, everything that I say is going to last forever. And he wasn't just talking about because we, they were going to be written down and we were going to have them in the Bible. He was saying that everything that I say will be accomplished. When God speaks, the word tells us, and we'll look at this passage in just a second. He says, every word that goes out will not return void, will not return empty. It's going to accomplish exactly what he said it was going to accomplish. That is the word of God. And Jesus said, it will stand forever. Isaiah 55.11 is the other passage that refers to that or is what I was just quoting. It says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So I want to show you um, the other tool that I use for this. When I memorized that scripture many years ago, I learned it as his word will not return void. So no matter what I'm reading, that's what comes into my mind because that's what, that's what I hid in my heart. So that's what comes out. Um, but if we look up Isaiah 55, 11. 
So this tool is called BibleGateway.com. Again, totally free, totally accessible to you. Um, whatever version you searched in here last is what it'll put in that column. So we're going to see the New King James Version. But look at this at the very bottom right here, this link. Isaiah 55:11 in all English translations. So clicking in this one link, you have access to every English translation of that verse. This will, you have more at your fingertips, the ability to learn and, and read and comprehend the Word of God in, in ways that no one in history has ever had. There wouldn't have been a pastor or a theologian alive that would have had that many Bibles. I mean, and, and just the amount of time. Let's say I had six physical Bibles and I wanted to look it up. Just the physical time to lay six Bibles out on my desk to go to that one verse and look at it. The amount of time that it would take and what I would get from that. And my whole desk would be covered with books just to get that. We have every single English translation here. Um, I like what the message says in this, and Pastor Daryl and I, you'll, you know, a lot of times you'll see us say, um, you know, this is from the message, or this is from the Amplified, or whatever. It's because we look at things like this, and it says what we're trying to focus on in that message better than some of the others. Um, but then if you question what it's saying, or the word, go to blueletterbible.org and look up the original. Check for yourself. Don't take what I say as the truth, don't take what Pastor Daryl says as the truth. Uh, kids, I want to, if, if you're a teacher or if you go to college, you hear these stories about someone going to college and their professor says, all this is a bunch of baloney. There's nothing true about the Bible. It was all made up. And there's kids that hear a professor say that and think, well, he's educated. He must know. And they just believe it. They don't look for themselves. Don't take that from anybody. If kids, if your, your parents love you, if they have taught you something your whole life and someone contradicts that, don't take the other person's word for it. Don't take your parents' word for it. Go look yourself. Study. Read theologians. Read the people who write things that argue against it. We've done that research. We've done that study. And I believe the word of God. It's true. Don't believe anybody else's thing. Again, don't take my word for it. Go look for yourself and stand on the word of God. You can trust it. So the message here says, they'll do the work, talking about his word. I sent them to do, they'll complete the assignment I gave them. Every word of God is going to stand forever. And if it hasn't happened, it's just because it wasn't time yet. Any word of prophecy in this book that has not happened is going to happen. We just haven't got there yet. Sometimes he tells us things 20 years in advance. Sometimes it's 50. Sometimes it's a 1,000. But when he says it, he will do it. And it will be accomplished. We can count on it. Because it's the word of God. Uh oh, what do we do? Oh. <laughs> Let's see. There we go. Hebrews four twelve. 
says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word of God is so powerful. And all the things that I've talked about so far are just some of the reasons that the word of God is part of the core values of NCC. And I'd even better say it's just part of our DNA. It's who we are. The word of God and its value cannot be understated. One thing that we have to remember, though, is that regardless of how valuable his word is, it will do us very little good if we don't know it. And how can we know it? We have to read it. We have to study it. We have to learn it. We have to put it in our heart. Well, the spoken word of God, and we'll get into the scriptures here in a minute, but God still speaks. Jesus Christ that he would send the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us, and we'll get into that in a moment. But I say that just to say the Holy Spirit is speaking. But I want to tell you the spoken word of God will do you as little value as the written word of God if you don't take time to listen to it. How do we listen to it? We have to pray. We have to get into conversation with God. We have to be quiet. It's great if you go into prayer and share everything you have on your heart. God wants to hear all that. We need to do that. But then there's a time where you need to stop talking. And this is something I have to really practice. I, I talk well. Or I, I talk a lot. Maybe that's a better way to... I may, it may not be so well, but I like to talk. Candy can attest to that. But I have to force myself, like, I'm going to shut up now. And I'm going to listen. In my office, my... The staff could share with you this. I, I actually had a, and I finally took it out. I was like, this is stupid. I never use my clock. There was a clock on the wall, and the tick, it, it wouldn't bother me when I was doing anything else, but if I was praying and I got to the point where I was listening for God's voice and trying to be quiet, the tick on the clock would drive, like, I could, that's all I could hear. So anytime I was praying, I would take out the battery on the clock, and finally I was like, I never even used the clock, so now it's gone. But my point is, we have to specifically make ourselves get quiet in whatever way you need to do to concentrate and listen and listen for the voice of God, because I guarantee you He's speaking. But we have to take time to listen for it. This is the scripture I just referred to, John sixteen thirteen. Jesus again. These are all words Jesus is telling us. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And I say this about a lot of verses uh, and it's true with all of them, but this is, this is one of those. This is one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible. And it's an amazing promise from Jesus Christ himself. I will send the Holy Spirit to you, and he is going to reveal to you all truth. All that he's going to speak is exactly what the Father has told him. The Father speaks to the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit speaks to us if we're listening to his voice. And that was the exact same ministry that Jesus did when he was on the earth. He said, everything I say is what I hear the Father saying. Everything I do is what I hear the Father telling me to do. He, he walked in perfect obedience. And he said, you know what? I'm going to send you a helper that will do for you exactly what the Father did for me. And you can walk with me. 
in complete and total relationship. That is good news. And that's the voice of God. In Luke 20, 11, 28, Jesus speaks again. He says, blessed is he. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. This is so important. It's great to hear the voice of God. It's great to read the word of God. But if we don't do it, Jesus says it doesn't give us any value. He says, yes, you need to hear my word, but you're going to be blessed if you hear it and do it. And then in Matthew seven twenty four, he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Again, hear the word and do it. Here's another little bit of advice um, before we look at our last point this morning. When you hear the voice of God, when you're hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you, and let me just say real quick, I'm not talking about the audible voice of God like you hear it booming. I know that happens. I'm not saying it doesn't. I've never experienced that. Um, God bless you if you have or if he does speak to you one day. That would be, that'd be cool. I'd be, <laughs> that'd be neat. But when I hear the voice of God, it's in my spirit. It's a thought in my mind. And it's something that as I've walked through life and walked in relationship with him, I've learned his voice. So when I say I hear God, I'm saying I heard him speak within my spirit or within my mind through a thought that I was like, that's not my thought. And I ask him. I'm like, okay, God, again, back in prayer, back in that uh, quiet contemplation. I'm like, okay, God, was this my thought or is this something you're telling me? And in that conversation, and he'll reaffirm uh, that over time. But all that to say is when you hear that word from him in your prayer time, write it down, date it, so that you'll remember it. And this is from personal testimony. Many times I've heard a word from God, and it was so good that I'm like, I don't need to write this one down because I'm going to remember it. And then like a day later, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did he say yesterday? I I thought I would never forget that, and now I don't remember. So take a moment, take time. um, Because, I mean, when he's speaking, like in the prayer time, I'll have a journal or paper and pen there. But sometimes he just tells you something. You're riding in the car, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, God, you know, you just, you know. And But if you don't take a minute to email yourself or text or whatever, um, you think, well, I won't forget. Uh, You will forget. I've got one quick example on that, and this is really cool, and it just came up in the last uh, week or so. So, um, over 30 years ago, uh, one of our elders that, that was an elder here, his name was Clifford Wooten, um, it was right after they had built, built the church, this part of the church, before the foyer and the sides were built. And these walls that you can see that are angled, we've got the flat center one and the two angle walls. Um, Pastor Daryl Clifford and a few other people were were in the sanctuary together. Well, Clifford closed his eyes and opened them, and he looked up there and he said, I saw three TV screens up there. Well, so this is 30 years ago. This stuff didn't exist then. Like, this wasn't even possible. So at that point, they, <laughs> we had the conversation with Stacy in the first service. Stacy's, uh, Martin is Pastor Daryl's oldest daughter. And she, I said, I thought maybe they had the, the, uh, what do they call it? Slide projector? Overhead. Overhead projector. I was like, was it down here? And she goes, no, it was on the stage. 
So she was literally sitting on the stage with the overhead projector, <laughs> flipping slides while the worship team you know, was just around leading worship. That's where we were at the time that this elder said, I see three TV screens up there. That was the time when a TV, would, if, if it was big at all, would have weighed like 400 pounds. You know, like this is impossible. And so, and Pastor Daryl had forgot about it. He hadn't remembered that in this whole process. But one of the other people that was in the room sent Pastor Daryl a text last week and said, do you remember when Clifford said there was going to be three TV screens up there? And Pastor Daryl was like, I do remember that. Like, I'd forgot. But that's just one of those examples of God saying something. And that's why it's so powerful. Like, I mean, it doesn't seem like that big of a thing then. And it's like, yeah, that, you know, we're here now. But God said it. He showed them. He gave them that word. And over 30 years later, here you go. To his glory. To his, it's not about the screens. Like, it's not a, like, it's not about what he, it's that he said it. And the, the elders and I, as we were praying about all of the things that we've done, we, you know, were like, God, is this something that we're, you know, is this something that we need to spend this money on and do this? Or we go back to three projectors or whatever. And we really felt led that this is what God was telling us to do. Well, guess what? He didn't give us that confirmation through that conversation till they were up. It was when they were on the wall that the other person who was in that room at that time remembered. And when they saw it, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is what Clifford said 30 something years ago. And so and it's just a confirmation. And that's how God will work to confirm his word to us. And so when you're praying and God speaks to some to you something, maybe it's about your child or your marriage or your friends or whatever, and you write that down and you're praying for that and believing and standing on the word that he spoke. Maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's 30 years. But when it comes to pass, you're like, God said it and he did it. He accomplished his word because when he speaks, it will never come back void. It will do exactly what he sent it out to accomplish. That's the power of his word and that's the value of writing it down. So the last aspect of God's word that we're going to look at this morning is that it's his standard. It's the standard. John 1, 1 through 5, says, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus Christ is the living Word of God. He was the living Word of God before creation. Before he created this world, it says, in the beginning was the word of God. And he's the word of God today. And he's going to be the word of God for all eternity. It will not change. The standard will not change. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. 
forever. We can count on it. Don't let your day be, um, your emotions be dictated by how you feel. A roller coaster of emotions up and down, up and down. Listen for the voice of God. Because He will speak truth to you and His truth will not change. And you can count on it. It's a standard. It's a rock that you can live on and stand on and not be shaken. We can trust that God is the authority on every topic. Did you know that He created everything? Did you know that He knows everything about everything? I think sometimes we think like, well, this is my job. You know, this is the work that I do. Maybe, you know, let's say you were in math and you're trying to figure out some new formula and you're like, well, I just got to figure this out and my teammates and I got to figure this out or the, the experts in this field have to figure this out before we can move forward in this. God already has it figured out. He knows math. He knows science. He knows history. He knows more about all of it than every human being who ever has lived, will live, or lives today. He knows more than the AI computer. That we, if you're reading about that in the news, that it's bringing all this information together and putting all this data together and it can spit out all this stuff. God knows more than that thing will ever be able to know. And when you're having an issue in any area of your life, you can trust that you can go to God and ask to hear His voice, His thoughts, His opinion on the matter. And let me tell you this, it's the only one that matters. I remember being, uh, when I was in the IT field years ago, we would have the computers go down and sometimes it would be in the middle of the night and we'd have 20 people on a conference call and every hour that it was down, it was costing us millions of dollars and I would be on that phone call praying because I knew that God knew what the problem was. And I would say, Lord, show me, show someone on this call. You've given them all wisdom. You've given them understanding. Let us figure this out. And literally multiple times that that happened, within five minutes, someone would be like, hey, I just remembered this. Or we changed this yesterday, and I don't think it had anything to do with this, but let me go check. And 15 minutes later, it's all back up and running. God knows everything. If you're a teacher and you're having problems with an individual child and you've tried everything that you know how to do and you've gone to all your, your peers and asked them and you've read books and you can't figure out how to reach this child, try asking God. He knows. He made them. He knows everything about their life and everything that's going on in it. And if you say, Lord, I want to walk with you in ministering and reaching to this kid, He will speak to you and He'll show you Because He knows everything. His living Word, His spoken Word will guide us into everything that we need guidance in. One of the biggest questions that humanity asks or that we ask ourselves is, who am I? An identity question. Who am I? We want to know who we are. Did you know God knows the answer to that question too? 
He knows it because he created you. He knows exactly who he gifted and created you to be. And you can ask him to show you. But there's one very, very important part about finding our identity and who we really are supposed to be. And that's that the only way we can find it is if we are in Christ Jesus. The word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way we will find our true identity. Because the only true identity that we have is in Christ Jesus. Apart from that, we will never find it. It's impossible because it doesn't exist. Because that's the way he created it. It's the way it works. It's what this word tells us. And it's true. It's the only truth. First Peter one twenty three said it's, it's the word of God that lets us be reborn. It says, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. And that word is Jesus Christ, the living word. In a few moments, we're going to have ministry teams available to pray with you. I want to encourage you, if you are lost, if you feel lost and you feel like you've been trying to find your way, maybe you've been searching for your way for many years and you just can't find it. If you feel like you've never known the truth, you see all this garbage that is being thrown at us from the world, from media, from TV, from movies, from Instagram and Facebook and all those things and all that this Truth that's supposedly being thrown at you and you don't know what's true anymore. Or if you can't say with certainty that you know that you have life. A real, whole life. An eternal life. Through Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that this morning you have an opportunity to start that relationship. As I said just a moment ago, Jesus said He is the way. If you feel lost, guess what? He knows the directions. He knows the way. If you look at all this garbage that the world is telling you and you don't know what's true anymore, Jesus Christ knows the truth. And He will tell you through the Holy Spirit. And you can finally know what the truth is in Christ Jesus And if you don't know with certainty that you have a relationship with Him, you can turn to Him this morning and know without a shadow of a doubt that you have life, a whole life, an eternal life in Christ Jesus. And if you want to start that walk with Him today, when when those altar uh, team members come up here, please come and pray with them. Tell them that you want to make that decision. We will walk with you. If you don't want to do it this morning, if you're embarrassed, go on to that connect link that I told you about. Send us a message and we will reach out to you and talk to you and walk with you and disciple you in that process. And for anyone else, if you need prayer for anything this morning, for wisdom, guidance, healing, anything at all, 
Our ministry team is available to agree with you in prayer. Remember, if you need wisdom, God knows everything about everything. And we would love to agree with you in prayer for him to speak that word in your heart. Be ready and able to receive it. Will you bow with your, your head with me as we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, Lord. Most of all, I thank you for your word. Both the written word, the, the spoken word, the living word, Jesus Christ. Lord, and I thank you that it's a standard that we can count on. A standard that will never change. Lord, you do not waver. You do not change. Father, I pray that when we study and read your word, when we uh, ask and pray and your Holy Spirit speaks to us, Lord, I pray that you would humble our hearts, that when it contradicts what we think or what we feel or what the world has told us is the truth, but that truth doesn't line up with your truth, Lord, that we will repent that we will admit that we are wrong and you are right. The Word of God is right and true. It always has been and it always will be. Lord, through the revelation and power of the Holy Spirit, transform our hearts and minds that we would know your Word and your truth and the fullness of life in Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask these things in your name. Amen. I just want to speak Colossians 3.16 over you before we close. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. God's word will dwell in us richly. The altar ministers will continue to be up here um, even after we close. Please be respectful of that. And I just pray that you would remember uh, the words that we read of Jesus this morning, that it's great to hear it. It's great to hear the word of God, but we have to follow through and respond and do what he's telling us to do. So if he spoke to you this morning about setting aside time to be with him, please do it. If he's speaking to you about how he wants you to serve in his kingdom with the gifts that he's given you, please act and do it. Y'all be blessed. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 